how you doing? How you doing out there? My name is Noel Michael Smith and you're listening to the Lofu Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. And it's Boxing Day today. Yeah, Boxing Day. The 26th of December. It's the day after Christmas and I hope you got all the things you wanted, like your your Nintendo Switch, I love that machine, and all the other bits and pieces. Yeah, did you get an Apple Watch, one of those app, fancy Apple Watches, or any other Apple devices? Did you get a, um, a Xbox? What I don't know what you got out there, but I hope whatever you got, it tickled your fancy, and you're you're playing with it now, and you're just relaxing with your sherry and or your champagne, or your whiskey, or rum, or just your cup of tea and coffee. Who knows? Oh, what are you going to do? Eat your leftover Christmas meals today? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Today's show is called, as I said yesterday, Saving Lives. And what does all that mean, saving lives? Because you know what? I didn't get into teaching fitness and martial arts just to enhance people's bodies. That's a cop-out. That's the easy way out. That's what other fitness instructors do. I got into it to save lives, to help people in more ways than one. Well, look, for, for instance, you what do you do for a living? What do you tell people that you do for a living? So let's take my profession, for instance, a personal, I'm not a personal trainer, but let's just use that example that you are a personal trainer. Do you tell people when you go to parties and dance and gatherings and stuff that you are, that's what you do for a living? Hey, try telling them this. I work with people's physiques, getting them to manage their posture, strength and health so that they can feel better and achieve more throughout their personal and working life. Now, that is a personal trainer, but you're describing your job, the personal trainer, how does that sound? Doesn't that sound way better than saying I'm a personal trainer per se? Boom, stop. Because personal trainers have a stigma to them anyway, that they they that they carry on in an unprofessional way with their clients. And that's why I never call myself a personal trainer. But look, diversing. Let's carry on on the subject. Saving lives. So what's this saving life thing all about? Now, in order to believe that you're doing something, in order to believe who you are, you've got to visualize who you are. And if you visualize yourself just as this person who's just doing exercise or going to a studio, exercise 30, 40, 50 people, that's who I'd be. But if I visualize myself as a healer, as someone who's saving lives, someone who's rescuing people, then that's how, that's who I would also be. I never was taught to do to train ch- children. I was, no one ever taught me this. It's a God-given skill. Yes, I've nurtured it over the years and I've got better at it. But I wasn't I didn't go to a college, a university to learn how to do what I'm doing. It's through my experience and just for a period of time I was always good at working with people, but Working with children came over a period of time and got even better when I had my own children. I had a great mother, I had a great father, and the upbringing that I had from them was pretty good. So I learned a lot from that also. When I look at teachers out there, I cannot but wonder where they get their low standard from. I ask myself this one question, and you need to ask the question also. Do you think when a, a student... And I'm talking a primary school student, a, a child, a young child, seven, eight-year-old, go to their teacher and they, they go into the classroom and they go to learn their stuff, right? Do you think that child goes into that class, they're going to come out 
of that school a better person than they went in. It doesn't seem that way to me. Look, the teacher is going to teach them how to read, write, do arithmetic, and a little bit of geography and this and that, right? Yeah, we all know about that. But what about their personal development? What about the development of the child? Because you know what? There's got to be some standards set here. You can't just expect a child to come to you and you teach them and you, you let them go finish out of school and you don't care, your job's done. No, that ain't right. When you go out, you've got to give that person to other people. You're sending them out to society. You know, they're going to be law-abiding, upstanding citizens when they go out there. And that's your job. Your job is not just the academic. And a lot of teachers don't get that because their behaviour in themselves isn't that great either, putting themselves all over Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff, right? So how they're going to be role models, and they are role models, and they should be role models, not the footballers out there, not the tennis players, the cricketers or the rugby players. It should be the teachers and the parents should be the first role models that these children should be looking out and looking up to, yeah? Now, they also need to know, when you teach somebody, they also need to know the consequences of life out there, right? So, look, drink, drugs, fighting, smoking, promiscuality, all of that stuff, they need to know that, is it good? Is it bad? Could they curb it? Look, we're all, they're all going to grow up and be um, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 year olds. And of course, you've got to live life on the edge. You've got to live a little and have a great time and, and come out and stagger out of that, that your 20s, if you like, because this is what living is all about. You've got five years to do that between your 20 and 25. But then you start growing up and thinking, hey, I better settle down and get some stuff now. You're, I'm not saying rip all that away from the children out there or the, the young people, but they must know the consequences of going overboard on, on some of that stuff. And when you're teaching them it, I'm not also saying go out and I teach my children, the children that I teach, directly, hey, don't do drugs, don't fight when you go out and all that stuff. You know, I'm not that kind of, of guy. you got to feed the information in a real sneaky way. You don't come out directly and say it. You have to drip feed the information bit by bit and you drip feed it in the skill that you do like for instance I'm a kickboxing a martial arts instructor now when I see them doing something wrong they're hitting a child or whatever um, outside of the fighting skills that they should be doing I, I tell them the reasons why we don't do that for instance we have this thing where we're going to fight and you touch gloves before you do about you touch gloves before you fight you touch gloves when you stop fight with the headgear is a what you wear to protect your head gum shield you put in your mouth sometimes the gum shield come loose the person may need some water the headgear may twist around sideways on the head it does that sometimes and you need to stop the fight before you stop the fight both fighters need to touch gloves what that tells you is that hey we're stopping now right yeah you fix yourself and you touch gloves before you start again i drill this into my students head but this is part of having respect and that respect comes back to drugs, drink, smoking, and all the other things, yes? Yeah? So this is what I mean by you drip feed information, but you don't have to tell them directly because they're too young to know things like that at that age, yeah? When you're talking about six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, got me? Every word you mention, every word you say has a point. Every action you take has a 
direct reaction on the people that you teach and the people that I'm teaching. Words are powerful. Word is a powerful tool. Look, I always believe that people that I teach, whether it's children or teenagers, whether it's children, teenagers or adults, I always believe that I'm training the next Bruce Lee, Thatcher, Nightingale, Martin Luther King. You know, I, I, I always believe that I've got one of these people in my presence. So I've got to give them the respect and teach them at the best of my ability. And it's easy to say, look, this is my skill. I'm a kickboxing teacher. I'll teach you how to kick and punch. I'm a math teacher. I'll teach you how to do math. As teachers, your teaching goes way, way, way beyond that. You save lives. We save lives. We have power. There's a lot of power that teachers have. With power comes great responsibility. Great power, great responsibility. <laughs> Where did I hear that? I heard that in Spider-Man. And that was a good phrase. I always use that because I believe it. You know, you take your quotes where you take your quotes. doesn't matter who, where you got the quote from. If it's good, it's good. But I never abuse that power. I always believe that God gave me this as a gift. And I, as a religious man, I'm not going to take that for granted. I'm going to use it at the utmost best of my ability. Yeah, I do think... That every child, every person, every single soul I teach is correct. They're correct in what they want to be. If they want to be that, they are correct in being that. What I've got to do is steer them along an ethical path. Because they are right in what they choose, but they're not if they choose to be a bank robber, a murderer, and other things that are not acceptable in modern day society. When a child, a teenager comes out of university, or just wind it back a bit, a teenager comes out of school going into university and they're really well adjusted. They're good mannered and all the other lovely things that we all like to see in our children growing up. Do you think it's by chance? That isn't by chance. These things don't happen by chance. It's good parenting and good teaching skills that that child has had growing up and it isn't fair in my opinion that teachers academic teachers I would say just teach them how to do academic stuff and then leave them to their own devices so they could go out of school and look they're playing Russian roulette with children's lives out there you have to be more the school teachers have to be more involved in their development. And I don't think they are involved in that way. There are some school teachers out there that go the extra yard, but I think the majority of them just do not have the skills to do that. I, they don't have the skills to do that. I know, I've seen it out there, and I've gone into schools and I've seen it. And I believe, I look, I had amazing parents. They were very good at keeping me in check. And I came from an extremely difficult area. And yeah, I went off to boarding school because my mother had difficulty with me. But it, she had the insight to do that. I didn't like it in boarding school. I came out of boarding school. When I came out of boarding school, I realized as an adult that it was the best thing for me. Looking back, I am so different to all the people that I grew up with around Stockwell, Clapham, and the Brixton area. I'm a totally different man from those um, boys and girls out there. And what I do with the skills that has been handed down to me from the Almighty himself and my mother, 
I use those skills to save lives. There are people, men and women, that come to my class and you may look at them and think, yeah, that person has come to me to work out. But I see something different. I see that person struggling, not in their physique, not in their body, not in the way they move in the class. That's all super fine. I see them struggling through their eyes, through their demeanour. They want something more from me. And I try to deliver that. I try to give them something that's going to rescue them. Because I would love someone to do that for me. If I was crying out for help and didn't know how to come out outright and tell somebody, I would hope someone could detect that for me. And that's my job to go out there, find those people. I've got many of them in my class, whether they be children or adults, all the same. And I find them, detect that, and I help them out. Now, tomorrow, what are we going to be talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to be talking about A-Team, the A-Team. And this is an interesting conversation for me because I need to find that. And I'll tell you more about it and you, um, you, you'll know what I'm talking about tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow. Listen, boys and girls, hope you have a great boxing day. Relax up there's going to be plenty of food you know there's going to be food galore and don't wait for your mother or sister or brother or wife to dish it out for you get off your lazy butt and go in the kitchen and get it yourself it's leftover food man yeah you just put it on the plate heat it up and go eat and enjoy life don't go out today it's cold out there stay in and have a grand time well it's cold in the uk anyway if you're in florida or something like that or jamaica you'd be fine but look it's great speaking to you. My name is Noel Michael Smith. I'm going to be talking to you tomorrow, right? We're going to meet up tomorrow. You're damn right. Bo!